the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on 7-13, that's July 13th, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. And finally, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store and Google Play Store. Now, let's do this! Hello and welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and it is a wonderful Friday, July 2nd. I'm Hill here with, uh, I, I was gone last week. I was in Montana enjoying a little time away from uh, my computer. I was still watching, of course. I was totally locked into the NBA very locked into the suns people have been messaging me left and right congratulating me on uh the finals going to the finals like i had something to do with it but i i appreciate it i'm a long suffering suns fan i i feel like i'm most people's only long suffering suns fan friend so uh for all of those who reached out to me thank you very much and if if i seem like i don't know what i'm talking about at times it has been a wild ride for the last couple of days. Also, I've just been working a ton. I, I'm, you know, I'm at Action Network now. I can no longer just focus on the NBA. I'm, I'm producing videos for and uh, for Nathan's hot dog eating contest, uh, odds making, um, you know, baseball, everything else. So uh, I'm not as just locked into only NBA right now. But because of that, I have a good friend. He is here to help me out. We're going to sort through everything we need to sort through. We're going to talk about the upcoming games and game. Um, Scott Rochelle, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. I know that I'm one of the people who have not congratulated you on making it to the finals because I know that in the words of Kobe Bryant, the job's not done. So I figured you might as well wait until you try to actually win. I know as happy of a consolation victory it would be if they end up losing in the finals because they made it this far. I'm waiting until they win the whole thing to congratulate you because I know that that's the main priority on your mind. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm as an Arizona fan, I have um, only known one championship, and that was for the Diamondbacks in 2001. And uh, I'm not even much of a baseball fan, so I barely count that. We only had the Diamondbacks for a few years as our team, even by that point. So I wasn't even that locked in to it and I've been a Suns fan the longest because that was our only team for me growing up we didn't get the the Cardinals until I was maybe in fifth or sixth grade I was gonna say do people congratulate you on losing to the Steelers in the Super Bowl of course not so I'm gonna wait to see if they get the job done and then I'll congratulate (laughs) you after well I mean I did get a lot of congratulations uh when we went to the Super Bowl prior to losing because again I'm most people's only Cardinals friend. Um, but anyway, yeah, 
we don't have to get into that. But yeah, I uh, I'm so excited. I have a very vivid memories of the last time we went to the finals that was with Charles Barkley was on the team. I was in jean shorts at that time, just uh, a young one. Um, but I watched every game. I remember it. I remember the heartbreaking loss. So uh, I appreciate you not congratulating me now because uh, I, I don't want to relive that. I was I was so sure we were going to meet Michael Jordan in the Bulls, which shows you how ignorant I was as a, a, a young Suns fan. But uh, anyway, how are you feeling? I don't think I've really talked to you since the, the Nets lost, uh, which you predicted. Uh, so congrats and sorry. It's all good. I'm pretty sure we end up speaking briefly after it, but I kind of handled it pretty well because I wasn't exactly surprised by the outcome. But I, I believe the last time we talked was uh, trying to think exactly how that worked out. Or I was on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure that was with Dan. So I'm not sure if I was actually with you uh, after the Nets lost, but I'm handling it okay. I was more disappointed with the Islanders losing in hockey, to be honest with you. But you can't win them all. I uh, had two teams in the playoffs that both lost in excruciating game sevens in the span of a week. So that took a little bit of mourning, but I'm okay now to some degree. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're an all around sports fan and all around sports gambler. So uh, you, you live to fight another day. Uh, something like that. And all I got left are the Yankees who blew a four run lead going into the ninth inning, like a day or two ago. And yeah, it's not a fun time either, but I have embraced the fact that none of my teams have really been doing that well or are close to winning a title this season because a couple of them already lost. So it's a pretty difficult spot, but none of my teams have won a title since 2009. So I've kind of just accepted it as part of my reality at this point. Mm -hmm. Sounds kind of depressing, but it's what, it's what you do as a sports fan. You got to just find ways of coping. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So today's episode, Scott and I are going to start off by talking about last night's Bucks Hawks game. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Saturday's game, make a pick, uh, whatever information we have uh, that we can talk about. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Suns and in the finals, looked at those odds. And uh, then I will be welcoming on the Prop Bet brothers to uh, talk about whatever we can talk about with them. I'm not even really sure how many Prop Bet odds we have available, but uh we're going to make a great episode no matter what, even though the NBA season is winding down. So, uh, Scott, did you watch the game last night? What'd you think? I feel like this Hawks Bucks series has just gotten full parody. I don't know what to expect from game to game. Well, I watched it, but to be honest with you, the game was kind of over after the first nine minutes. Milwaukee was up 20 uh, with yeah. three minutes to go in yeah. the first quarter. Then Atlanta went on a bit of a run. I believe they cut it to eight at one point, so props to them for somewhat clawing back. But the game was basically over within the first <laughs> within the first quarter. So it was a game that I can't say I was that surprised with. I thought that it was really just a perfect 180 on what happened in the previous game where Atlanta had the injury, they had a bunch of guys step up, and you were kind of wondering if Milwaukee was going to do the same thing with Giannis being out. But if you actually remember, Milwaukee in the regular season was actually pretty good without Giannis. I know he missed a couple of games with a leg injury and Milwaukee supporting cast always seemed to step up in those situations. Now, the thing that did surprise me was Trey Young not playing. I thought that he was going to play in this one after sitting out the previous game, but once Trey Young was ruled out, I thought Milwaukee would kind of roll and that's exactly what happened. 
As for the look ahead stuff for game six, I know Atlanta's favored. They're roughly minus one right now. I'm assuming everybody's assuming that Trey Young's going to play. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case. Uh, I can ask you what you think about that. I think Young's going to suit up. But then again, just because you suit up doesn't mean you're going to be either A, playing for that long, or B, playing that well. So I am curious how Young's going to look after missing the last couple of games, if he's able to suit up at all. But I do think if Young is going to play and Giannis is not for game six, I'd have to go with Atlanta. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have to go with Atlanta either way. Um, I mean, if if Trey Young doesn't suit up and Giannis does, that changes things. But I feel like that's the least likely outcome. I don't, I don't um, think Giannis is suiting up. I think the win itself in right. game five pretty much gives Milwaukee an insurance policy that they can go into game six and kind of just try to win without him just to give him the extra rest. And if they need an emergency return for Giannis, maybe he can play in game seven. But since six is not yeah. an elimination game for them, I don't see Giannis coming back for game six. Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from a couple of our sponsors and we'll be right back. WinBet is bringing you all the action of real sports bettings with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. That's today, July 2nd. That's right. You're listening to this in real time, and you'll receive a special offer up to $500, a risk-free sports bet. That is sweet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right, free $25. We're just giving away the money with our promo codes. And you get a free shot at $1 million. Draft day is happening on July 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Ryan, Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys. I'll probably jump on there too, because why? What am I doing? Uh, you know, hell. Plus 15 free entries to the best ball maniac two will be given out if that wasn't enough there is a 500 dollars draft day props contest based off of kramer that you can only enter in the app so download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn and since i mentioned app, don't forget to download the sgpn app it is all the coolest stuff all the time going back to game four i thought that was a very weird game because the hawks felt in control of that game the entire time, even before Giannis went down. They weren't, the Bucs were not playing well. And the Bucs have those games, especially on the road where they just come out super flat. And I don't know if the Hawks felt extra motivated because they were trying to avenge Trey Young in their front of their crowd. Who knows what's going on with that? But I have a feeling that the Hawks are going to come out with or without Trey Young, extra motivated and try to push this to a, I mean, obviously they're going to be trying to push this to a game seven, but I think they have a really good chance of pushing this to a game seven. The line I'm seeing right now is uh, either a pick em or Hawks minus one. I'm seeing a total of 216. Any thoughts on those numbers? I'd have to look at the over. 
uh, just looking at how the previous game played out, the pace was definitely there. You want to talk about Atlanta's defense that has really not been great for the entire series. I know they limited Milwaukee to 88 in game four, Milwaukee at 38 points in the first half, but every other game, Milwaukee scored at least 113. So if you're penciling in Milwaukee for around 113, 115, or even more, then I still think that around 216 and a half is a little bit too low. So I think you should see a bit of over money, especially if Trey Young plays. I think we can agree that total would be more likely to go up than it is going down. So I think you'll probably see over money. I like the over. Did anything from yesterday's game tell you that Atlanta can stop Milwaukee even without Giannis? Because I didn't see it. <laughs> it looked like Milwaukee got a bunch of open looks. And I'm assuming that if you do think Atlanta's offense will play better at home, Milwaukee's offense should still do enough to send this over the total. Yeah, I agree. If Trey Young plays, they end up being a worse defense too. the Atlanta. They, he, they're actually a slightly better defense with him off the floor and the numbers support that. But um, yeah, everything that I thought was going to happen in last night's game didn't from as far as an individual player perspective. I thought that the Bucks would have a much harder time scoring. And for that reason, I took the under on both uh, Drew Holiday's assist prop, which was under 10 and a half, and took the under on uh, Chris Middleton's uh, points, rebounds and assists, which was fairly high. I think about 46, both went over. So lost money on those. The only over I took uh, for the Bucks props was uh, I took the over one and a half three pointers for uh, Lopez because I thought he would be shooting more from the outside with uh, Giannis out and uh, that didn't work out for me either. So I don't know. I just feel like more than any other series, it just feels the most unpredictable to me. You're saying that you didn't predict Lopez to have 33 points with no three pointers, man. Exactly. What the hell is going on with this? I, I don't know, man. Now I still remember at the start of the series when I was on the podcast with Dan, we talked about how Lopez looked unplayable in the first game of the series and how Milwaukee mm. might need to adjust. Yeah, I was wrong about that because he's been very good for the rest of the series. Then again, when Trey Young's not playing, he won't get as abused in the pick and roll. So I do wonder if Trey Young is able to play in game six, if they actually go at Lopez pretty much the entire time is what they should do. But Lopez had himself. I know that the term legacy game gets thrown around. I kind of hate it because you could kind of turn into a meme and talk about a bunch of role players having really good games. Lopez was fantastic. That was one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Same with Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis was very good in limited action earlier in the series, and it seemed like with Giannis out, they gave Portis a lot of run because they kind of had to play. Yeah, he started. minutes. 22 points. He, he yeah. was very solid. But Atlanta on the interior – got absolutely destroyed. And I think that you can talk about the fact that this is what I've been waiting for Milwaukee to do, which is stop blindly taking three pointers in every possession and actually go to the rim. And they outscored Atlanta 66 to 36 in points in the paint. So I've been wanting Milwaukee to go to the rim more for the entire series. And they finally did it. And it took Giannis getting injured for them to do so. I don't really know why. The only question is, do they revert back to what they have done in the past, which is chuck up a bunch of questionable threes, even though they have a size advantage in almost every position? Or do they actually realize it and go to the rim all the time? If they go to the rim all the time, they'll win in six. But I do wonder, with the Boonoser system, they're going to take their fair share of threes, and it might be ill-advised because of just how awful Atlanta's paint defense has been in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
this isn't a sports betting angle, but I'm just curious to ask you, because as we've mentioned before on this podcast, you are a Nets fan, but you're not a, a bandwagon cool guy who just jumped on when they went to Brooklyn. You started off as a New Jersey Nets fan, so you must have watched a lot of Brooke Lopez earlier in his career. I mean, he was your guys' best player. Did you ever see him evolving to this kind of a player? Well, I think the one area that he showed flashes of later on in his Nets uh, tenure was the three-point shooting. Because at some point, he kind of realized, I can't just be a back-to-the-basket guy. I got to start shooting from the outside, which was really funny because at the time that it was happening, nobody knew that he was actually working on his three-point shot. And then he suddenly started taking like five threes a game and nobody knew what was happening. It was like a seven-footer just suddenly tried to become Dirk. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Because he's the all-time franchise leader in points. So you just don't expect him to completely reinvent himself. Now, that didn't really play a factor yesterday because we talked about before he went 0 for 2 from 3. But the post moves were always there back when he was at Stanford. And that's kind of been his bread and butter for a while. I think the one area that I wasn't exactly expecting him to improve besides the three-point shooting was the defense. Now, he was always Mm -hmm. a pretty good rim protector. I'd never exactly thought of him as being a guy who could switch onto guards in the pick and roll, which has still been the main issue in his career defensively, but he's been a very solid shot blocker better than I thought he would be. And four blocks, two steals yesterday. That kind of speaks to all you need to know. Those are, I don't want to say Akeem numbers, but those are pretty good. (laughs) So I think that was the bigger surprise was just the defense especially with the increase in three-point shooting throughout the entire league. I questioned how effective Lopez would be as a rim protector because he'd have to be switched on to guards further away from the basket. And even though it has not worked out at times, that's been the most impressive part for me is his ability to actually not embarrass himself in those situations. Yeah. I mean, I, I well said, well said. I, I I totally agree with everything. And I'm I've been a Lopez fan for a while. When I was living in New York, I would go out to Nets games quite often because it was much cheaper to go see the teams I wanted to see than going to a Knicks game before they moved to Brooklyn. So I I've been a, a Lopez supporter for a while, and I was a, a Robin fan. You know, the Suns drafted him, so uh, like the Lopez brothers. Um, okay, so let's make some picks before we get to uh, our Suns discussion. Um, so first off, where are you going on? Uh, it's a pick em. Hawks, Bucks, where are you thinking? Well, I'm going to start off just looking at the total. I like the over. I think the spread is pretty difficult to tell, especially not knowing if Trey Young is going to suit up or not. I would lean to Atlanta just because Atlanta is a much better home team than road team. And I do think Trey Young coming back would provide a pretty serious offensive spark which this team needs. So I'll go with Atlanta for the side. But once again, I can't lock that in until I actually know if Trey Young's going to play. So just because uh, I think they're going to win doesn't change the fact that I would have to switch my stance if Trey Young's not able to suit up. Because I think he, of course, is that valuable to the offense and the team as a whole. But as for the total, I like the over. Milwaukee team total over. Really anything that just fades Atlanta's defense. Because besides one game, in which Giannis got injured halfway through and Milwaukee looked completely disinterested for pretty much the first half and change. They can't stop Milwaukee, whether or not Giannis plays. Lopez scored 33 in the last game. Middleton was very good. Holiday at 25. The whole team stepped up, and have you seen Atlanta come even close to stopping this team besides one game? I know I just asked this before, but the answer is no. So if I can't 
know for sure if one team's going to get any stops whatsoever, I can't take the under. So I'm going to go with the over in this one. All right. Well, you might have answered my next question, which is I'm looking at the series prices this morning after the loss, uh, the Hawks loss last night. I'm seeing the Hawks series price at plus 307 and the Bucks series price at minus 447. Are you touching either of those? No, I tried to gamble with the Clippers series price at plus 410 when they were down three to two. And I don't want to talk about that. So, no, I, I think I've had enough of trying to back teams down 3-2, especially not knowing about Trey Young's status. I think maybe if Young is ruled active for game six, maybe if you wanted to, you can take the Hawks plus the 300 and change instead of the game six money line and then maybe try to hedge that for game seven, but that gets a little bit dicey. So my answer is probably no. I might just let it ride and try to take it one game at a time. You? Um, yeah, I'm not touching a series price right now on this game, uh, on this series, but again, I just don't know what's happening from game to game. So, um, I'm not trying to predict it. I would maybe, I mean, I'm not going to take the bucks at a minus four, four, seven on anything. I mean, bucks are just uh, too unpredictable in the playoffs historically, uh, over the last few years. So I'm just not going to touch that for sure. And then that leads us into the NBA championship prices right now. I'm seeing the Suns at minus 270. I'm seeing the Bucks at plus 150 and the Hawks at plus 900. Any of those interest you? Well, you mentioned the Suns. You said 270. Do you mean 170? It's said minus 270. I see, uh, I see FanDuel is 175. Oh, that's a much better uh, place than my book has it. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. But either way, uh, I'm not surprised. Phoenix is right now laying chalk, but that's also because of the fact that you can bet on the Bucks and the Hawks still. So, of course, that's factored in. And once one of the other two teams get eliminated, the odds will adjust accordingly. The question that I have for you, which is the important question, since Milwaukee's up 3-2, I don't want to say that Atlanta's dead to rights, but I think we can agree that for the sake of this experiment, it would probably be accurate to assume Milwaukee's going to win the series against Atlanta. Do you think Phoenix is favored against Milwaukee? Nobody knows because it depends on Giannis' status. But do you think that Phoenix would be favored over Milwaukee? Because I don't see any need to really rush into taking Phoenix right now. I think you can just wait for Milwaukee to potentially win one more game and then take Phoenix. Because I think we would agree that the odds are going to kind of morph uh, pretty drastically if Milwaukee gets the job done against Atlanta. I think it's a huge question mark on whether on Giannis's health on what the on whether Phoenix will be favored or not. They obviously will have the home court advantage. They have a better record than either of these teams. Um, so. And the way Chris Paul played in the last game, we can talk a little bit about that. I have a feeling that people are real. I feel like the public is on Phoenix's side now. So the books are going to take that into account. And I think they so will I too. Think, I, I just yeah. think 175 is way too high. I think we would agree that based on how the regular seasons, uh, season meetings went between the Bucks and the Suns, which were absolute wars, I think you're maybe even looking at a pick em. You might even look at minus 110 on both sides, especially with the honest injury question marks. But assuming Giannis is, I don't want to say a wall, but assuming nobody actually knows how many games he's going to play or however that works out, Suns minus 130. 
Well, he and was, even if he plays, how compromised is he, obviously, because he's he really needs his athleticism to drive into the paint if he's going to make much of a difference. I think that's the point, is that for game one, these odds might be completely mispriced for the series before the books might overreact if game one turns out into into being a Suns blowout. But 175, is that the price is going to be a lot lower if they play Milwaukee. I think we would agree on that. At least, yeah. at, at least for game one. You might see adjusted lines after game one if Giannis is completely compromised and the Bucs look dead to rights. But I do think that assuming Milwaukee wins, Phoenix' worst-case scenario would be minus 130, minus 140. So I don't really see any need to bet on the Suns minus 175 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I – I agree. I agree. I would I would hold off on doing any futures right now until we see more of what happens. But I do like the idea that if this Hawks Bucks game goes seven, um, you know, Chris Paul gets a little healthier just from being a 36 year old man. He looks like he's finally coming back from covid, which he didn't have any symptoms, which I don't understand why he felt so off those few games when he came back. Um, And then Devin Booker. Breaking his nose seemed to really bother him more than I think everybody expected and having him to wear the mask. So the more days he gets off, the healthier his nose gets, even though anybody who's had a broken nose, me included, knows how painful that can be for a, a long while every time it gets bumped. So um, the more time off, though, I think the better they'll be. I really like the Suns' chances here. Am I being too crazy of a, a homer? I was going to say no. I think besides the fact that you have a huge rest advantage, which you also had going into the last series, because the Suns, of course, swept Denver, and you also had the Clippers go to six against Utah. I know you were still rooting for a game seven between those two teams. Yeah, and then the Clippers course. had the second half comeback of dreams against Utah in game six. But I think the main point that Phoenix has in its favor is the fact that this team is relatively healthy. I know Cam Johnson had a bit of an illness, but let's be real, he's a role player, and the main three guys of Booker. Paul and Aiton, even though Booker's nose is in about four different places, he's still playing. So they're completely healthy. Meanwhile, Atlanta has Trey Young, who has been injured. Milwaukee has Giannis, who's been injured. I feel like half the teams in the league for the playoffs have been injured. And Phoenix has gotten through it. And now this team is relatively healthy. So I do think Phoenix has a great chance. I'll tell you what, I know that you said you were confident about the Suns beating Michael Jordan back in the day. I think this <laughs> is definitely the best chance that this franchise has of winning a title because you can look at the two potential opponents and health wise, they're extremely compromised and Phoenix is not. So this is the definitely, I don't want to say a dream situation, but it's as close to dream situation as you'll get as at least as a Suns fan. Yeah. And after watching that Clippers team with Beverly really get into Booker's head, as great as Holiday is a defender, he's not that kind of annoying pest uh, like a Beverly. So, and he's going to have to either guard Paul or Booker. I have a feeling one of those guys is always going to be going off if Holiday is only on, depending on who he guards. Well, in addition to that, you don't have to worry about Holiday uh, shoving Chris Paul in the back after a timeout <laughs> being called. I know you didn't talk about it. I know I don't know if you had a chance to rant about it. I'll give you the floor if you want to rant about Beverly being uh, being a chump for shoving uh, Chris Paul in the back down 26 in the fourth quarter if you want to. Is anybody – here's the thing. I was watching that, and I was like, is anybody surprised that Beverly did that? I wasn't. No. I've always – everybody's always known that this is who Beverly is, and I 
I love him when I'm betting on his team. And I feel like everybody says that. Like, I would love him if he was on my team. And I wouldn't love that the fact that he fucking shoved Chris Paul in the back. But I also get Chris Paul is an annoying guy, too. So I could see that's what Chris Paul wanted. He wanted to get Beverly in his head and get him to react and do something like that. So I feel like that's what was supposed to happen in Chris Paul's mind. So I'm not mad or, you know, I don't. I Sure, Chris Patrick Beverly is a chump when he does stuff like that. But the reason he does stuff like that is the same reason he's in the league and has been successful because he's this wild card. People are scared he's going to do something to them and it makes them get in their head and it it, it causes them to miss shots. And you saw what he did to Booker. I mean, even before he broke Booker's nose unintentionally, it you could see Booker in his head. Yeah, uh, he's definitely a guy who relies on being overly physical. And I think people would agree he's not the most talented player in the world, but he does play with a lot of intensity. He would agree Sometimes. with you that he's not the most talented player, yeah. you know? He was playing internationally for a couple of years in between playing with, in the NBA. But I do find it kind of funny just how that game ended for the Clippers I in a really pathetic way. I just thought it was really funny. But you had Beverly shoving Chris Paul in the back when they were down 26. Boogie Cousins is trash-talking Chris Paul from the bench, going, this is why people don't mess with you. And I'm thinking, Boogie, you've been on four different teams in four years. What are you talking about? Like, the Suns yeah. are going to the finals. People mess with Chris Paul. He's a top-five point guard of all time. You've been bouncing around the league trying to ring chase, and you're 0 for 4. What are you talking about? I just thought it was extremely hypocritical, and I had no idea what Boogie Cousins was talking about. I know people don't like Chris Paul. He's also been the head of the Players Association, so – people automatically have to mess with him. So I don't really know what Boogie Cousins was talking about, but it's also like why Chris Paul like... is really respected in the league. I feel like he's a way more divisive character in the media than he is in the, within the players. Yeah, I'm sure State Farm has regretted uh, paying him a ton of money for the last five <laughs> to ten years for those. Ad no, a lot of people mess with Chris Paul. I don't really yeah. know what he was talking about, but that kind of sums up why I had issue with the Clippers just character wise throughout the entire last couple of years. This team has such a sense of entitlement. And yet every time they lose, they break down crying. And I'm like, you can't pretend to be the tough guy. And then as soon as somebody punches you in the mouth, you break down hysterically. Like I, I, I don't know if you noticed that last year too, but they started calling Doncic names and I'm like yeah he torched you for 40 and he had the game winning shot in the middle of that series and yet you keep trash talking when you're up 20 but when you're down 10 suddenly you're all very quiet yeah they're a bunch of front runners and I feel like that just really annoys me because they just had so many expectations of course this year with Kawhi being injured you kind of give him a bit of a pass but the Clippers just annoy me because they act like they've been there and done that before and they've never done anything. And I just feel like that's the main reason why, at least the way that they acted, got under my skin a little bit. You? Absolutely. No, I mean, I'm I'm tired of seeing the Clippers there and falling short. I'm tired of watching Steve Ballmer freak out and grab the legs of the guys next to him. He looks like he's always grabbing, trying to grab their balls or something. It's very Ballmer's weird. hilarious. So even Ballmer if you don't like a... Ballmer stuff, Ed, he's the most passionate Clippers fan I know. I Hey, I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Well, I got to let you get out of here. We got to get the prop bet brothers on here. Where can people find you? What do you want to plug, Scott? So people can find me 
on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. Other than that, uh, mostly doing some editing for the podcast, either the NBA Gambling Podcast, the Golf Gambling Podcast, or the MLB Gambling Podcast. So if you watch any of those, then I do some of the editing on there. Other than that, though, I have some fantasy football rankings, which came out alongside with a bunch of other guys who work for SGPN. So if you're looking for some fantasy football advice, I know that fantasy football might seem a distant way away, but it's not. So if you want some quick rankings so you don't have to do much of the work, I got you covered. Awesome. All right. Well, definitely check out Sports Gambling Podcast and all of Scott's content. Talk to you soon, man. Yep. Sounds good. I'll see you. And it is now time for our segment, Crystal Ballers. Insert sound effect of or something like that. Uh, I don't have time to actually insert it, so you just insert it in your mind. Uh, Crystal Ballers is presented by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bet. Head to PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP for up to $500 in bonus cash. So now I am looking into my crystal ball at my favorite NBA futures available on PropSwap. And I found another sweet one. A couple a couple weeks ago, I bought like a long shot parlay uh, that paired the Suns winning the Western Conference, which they did, but it also had the Vegas Knights to win the Stanley Cup, which obviously they didn't because they're not in the Stanley Cup right now. So that one kind of tanks, but I found a new parlay that I like. This is a four-leg parlay. Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship, uh, the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, the Astros, cheaters, I know, but still, the cheaters win sometimes, win the World Series, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the NFL championship. And hey, they still have Tom Brady. Why not? Okay, that is a $55 ticket. That's what they're asking for. And the odds are 18 to 1. So you end up winning about a thousand bucks. I I'm going to go ahead and try to lowball bid this one. I've got like 16 bucks left in my prop swap account right now. I'm going to try to bid on that because you can do that here. And sometimes they take it because nobody else is bidding. And I've, I've got squid low balls in there. But still, $55 to win 1000 bucks. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal when we know the Suns are in the playoffs. Uh, I'm sorry. The Suns are in the finals. Obviously, they're in the playoffs, Ryan. You're an idiot. Continue on with your crystal ball segment. Okay. Um, so I just gave you my pick. Go over to PropSwap.com today and check out all the great buys. And remember, if you want to buy a future, don't go to your sports book. Go to PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP for up to $500 in bonus cash. Okay, and now we are here with the Prop Bet Brothers, Jong Lee and Terrell Furman. Thanks, guys, for coming back. Missed you last week. How are you both doing, Terrell? Let's start with you. The uh, the pro setup you got now. You got your own microphone. You got some red headphones. I mean, you're looking good, man. Hey, man, I'm just trying to give the people what they want. Give them clear, direct, great content cash some tickets you know i'm i'm living i'm living i'm having a good time right now that's great that's great now jong on the other side of things it looks like you have peanut butter over your lens it's very smeared uh you 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 don't have a microphone but you do have some <laughs> headphones on uh appreciate it how are you doing my man maybe once once we can cash these props i can uh, upgrade my setup <laughs> exactly exactly well um because the season is winding down, we don't have a lot of 
uh, prop bet lines or anything to really discuss, but still want to have these guys on, hear what they uh, have to think about the series right now, uh, look at what lines we could find for Saturday's game with uh, Game 6, Hawks, Bucks, and uh, just see where they're at with things right now. And also, you know, wanted to give them a chance to congratulate me and my sons on air yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouts out to the sun. Shout out to CP3, <laughs> uh, Trey Four, Winston's finest. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited, and I think he has a good chance to come out, come out here with you know a ring, and you know put on put on for the greater North Carolina area. So love it. Love everything CP3 is doing. Love that team. Now I can't, I can't quite see your 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 jersey there, McKee. Are you wearing like a? Which jersey is that? Is that it's D-book. A, D-book. It's a D-book jersey. It's a D-book jersey. I don't have a Chris, uh, Chris Paul Suns jersey yet, but uh, certainly that'll be the first thing I buy if the, he if he brings home a title because uh, Suns have never had a title. I've only had one title of any of my teams. That was an Arizona Diamondbacks title in 2001. <laughs> When they beat the Yankees immediately after September 11th, which uh, was not something oh, anybody was... was rooting for. Wow. If I... Yeah. Oh, no. Nobody was. Wow. Nobody was rooting for that. And I felt the... bad. I even felt bad when we were beating the Yankees. Wow. Real, Imagine real... the angle. Imagine the angle betting that. Yeah. Real quick. I, did, uh... you, did you have, a, did you have a, a, a Johnson jersey, a Schilling jersey, or, or a Louis Gonzalez jersey? What did you have? I have never I'm gonna be honest I had none of the above I we didn't get the Diamondbacks until I was in college so I actually grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan of all things because my grandma moved to Cincinnati to marry a man from there and he would take me to every summer we would visit and he would take me to Cincinnati Reds games that was when they had the the Eric Davis uh Barry Larkin uh, teams that won actually they won in 1990 so I was a fan then but uh, yeah I, it t- took me a while to really get on the D-backs tr- uh, train and I still don't really care for baseball so I'm gonna be honest <laughs> I, I've never had one yeah I got you I got you a little a little trip down memory lane for me let's talk about gambling how you guys been doing man like as far as uh, the bets first quarter bets have been really money throughout the playoffs like mm-hmm. um, round one was was met on on taking the side, mm-hmm. but but since round one, the first quarter bets have been money. Just 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 saying on that one, and you okay, can find you those on the sl- on the Slack channel. Yeah, SGPN Slack. Uh, if in case you're not already involved, go to sg.pn slash Slack. We've got uh, a Slack channel for every sport, and the NBA Slack has been going off. Lots of great minds in there. Always throwing out bets, lots of prop bets. So that's been really fun. I always can know I can check in there and get either some solace or some shit talk or whatever when my sons are playing. So that's been real fun. Um, Terrell, how you been doing? Oh, man, I am on a absolute heater. If we're counting, you know, last week when you weren't here, I'm going uh, six and two on props on Friday. Uh, I had a one in one uh, week last week, uh, gave out um, a couple different props. One didn't go my way. Trey Young didn't go my way. Uh, but uh, shoot, I'm I'm living like I'm I'm seeing the board well and I'm ready to go undefeated. Undefeated. Let's cash some more. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, before we get into your props, real quick, I wanted to just see what you guys are thinking about any uh, future, the championship futures. I'm seeing Suns. Um, I had seen it in my book at minus 270, and then Scott had pointed out that most other books, uh, legal books, have it at minus 175. Um, whereas then we have the Hawks at uh, plus uh, 1200 or plus 900, I'm seeing at. Or we have the Bucks at plus 150 or plus 180, depending on where you got. You like any of those odds for the championship futures? I mean, I like I like I, I like the the minus 175. You're saying only because you're the only healthy team remaining anyway. So, you know, yeah. just just on yeah. that alone, you know, it's just gonna be. I think it's gonna be Suns in four or five. Suns in four or five. <laughs> Suns four. It looked like you were gonna make. Suns. You, you came over the top like you were going to do a very impressive prediction, and then went eh, four or five. Four or five. But still, that's that's good. Think I appreciate that, Terrell. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, no, I think that the Suns is the ball is in their court. The ball is in their court to go out there. Um, they got some time to, you know, if anybody's got anything nagging, anything to get a little bit healthier going into this thing. But aside from, you know, uh, the standard Chris Paul injury that just kind of takes them out in the worst possible moment. But I feel like we got that already with the COVID um, designation. So he should. And the, and the shoulder injury. And, and the and shoulder. So, I mean, like, I mean, he's already been through the, the trial. So, you know, that hamstring is still something to be concerned about. It's gone out a few times. So uh, I think that it's prime position for the Suns to win. Even if Chris Paul, God forbid, something does happen to Chris Paul, I think the Suns are still in a really good position to win this thing. So I love anything with the Suns. Uh, if you want to look at these two teams right now and how they're built right now um, and their stars kind of hobbled, Suns at five. Yeah. Well, awesome. I love all of that. I love that. Are we gonna forget that Aiton made the finals before Luca? What about those cashing oh, those yeah. tickets? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was... tweeted that out actually, and you know, there's a chance that Trey Young makes the finals as well before Luca does. It's all same draft, those two, uh, you know, much maligned for being drafted ahead of Luca. Uh, Bagley has not worked out for Sacramento, but yeah, it uh, it's looking good. It's I mean, hey, I'd still rather have Luca, but. Uh, it's not as bad as it initially seemed. Sure. So, yeah, uh, awesome. Let's talk props that you are seeing. I did, I need some help with my props. I did horrible last night. I went uh, holiday under 10 and a half assists. That did not cash. I went under uh, Chris Middleton uh, points, rebounds, and assists. That didn't cash. And then I went over on Brooke Lopez, one and a half threes. That didn't cash. Who would have thought he scored, scored <laughs> so many points, points and no three-pointers? He's been, 33 he's been points. a sniper. He turned into a tall sniper, and yet he cannot uh, hit a three right now. So give me some help. What are you seeing, if anything, for uh, Saturday's game? Terrell, we can start with you. Okay. Um. So let's go back. Uh, I talked about, I think I played this a couple times and play it again because I don't think that the books are catching up to where the line probably needs to be. But PJ Tucker is an absolute dog on the off on the glass. Like he is rebounding. If you look at his rebounding numbers, he um it has seven, seven. Let me make sure I'm, I'm saying this right. Is oh, I just lost the page. My bad. 
But yeah, and so if you look at this series, um, playing against the Hawks, he has seven, seven, eight, two, eleven. And for the most of the time, I can't tell you the exact number that it's gonna be at, but it started at four and a half. I see it, I seen it rise to six and a half, and he's still clearing it by like a good a good margin. He had eleven this last game. So um playing up again, if Trey Young plays again in this matchup on Saturday. He's normally P.J. Tucker's primary defender. Uh, P.J. Tucker doesn't really move around too much on offense, and the Hawks love to hide Trey Young on defense. They know that that's not his area of expertise, so they try to hide him a lot on defense. And so what normally happens is P.J. Tucker just watches the ball, watches the basket, and as soon as it goes up, boxes Trey Young out and gets a rebound. So the fact that he did this without Trey Young in the game and got 11 um, on Thursday night, I think that I love him for whatever his rebounding prop is. I think that it'll probably be about six and a half, could be seven and a half. Um, we'll see, but it might be six and a half. I love his rebounding prop. I think he clears it again. Ooh, I like that. All right, I'm going to be looking out for that one. John, what do you got? Uh, this is a Independence uh, Day weekend. And, you know, one things people are going to be eating, they're going to be eating their hot dogs, their steak, their wings. One man that's going to be eating his wings, Lou, Williams, lemon pepper, oh, lemon, lemon pepper, pepper Lou. You know what? Um, you were going a long way for that one, but it was worth it, John. I like yeah, it. I like it. Yeah. Sweet Lou. All right, I, here we go. All right, let me find out what you know about the cookout, John. Sixty, just just that, just that, uh, just that little grilly forming grill. That's all I got. That's all I got. I don't okay. got. I got no. Action you might have to take you to Magic City. Let you try them wings, John. For real. Yeah, for real. You on the food tour, you got to come down to Atlanta and get the lim- to Magic City. Try them wings, John. Absolutely. Um. I'm so I. I don't see his props out yet, but based off what last night, uh, um, it's probably going to be in that sixteen point five or seventeen point five over under. I'm going to take the over. Um. On this. Since Trey, Trey has gone down, Lou's been averaging 35 minutes a game. As a starter, you know, he uh, nine, uh, averaging 19 points a game. Even in a blowout game in game three, he still scored 21. And yesterday's game in which, you know, the Bucks led by double digits most of that game, he still put up 17 covering that points prop. So look to see, you know, be... I'm looking to be on the over on his points prop, you know, overall sense. He's rebounding the ball more. He's distributing the ball more. Wish he would turn the ball over less, but it is what it is. And a closeout, uh, you know, he needs to force the game seven. I expect Lou to average, you know, the same 35 minutes, score at least 17. Let's take the over on his points. Yeah, well, but big asterisk on that, right? We got, we don't, Trey Young might come back. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, that, 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 that is a definite possibility. Um, so that yeah. the, it, I'm sure that the books will wait and before they'll know either way before they probably even put out a Lou Williams prop. Yeah, so. it, yeah, you, you're you're absolutely right. So definitely just kind of keep that you know um, in the back burner, just just so to speak. Uh, yeah. But you... if 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 Trey Young is out, I do like that. I do think that Lou Williams, uh, he's he's stepped up and shown that he can. You know, one of his through much of his career. He got a lot of criticism for not stepping up in the playoffs, but he's definitely stepped up in this series, looking good, and I I, I, I agree with you there. All right, Trout, uh, you got another one you can throw out to us? Yes, yes. Uh, so I like this one if Trey plays, if Trey doesn't play. But uh, 
whatever they set Bogdan Bogdanovich's uh, point set, it's not high enough. There's no way. There's mm-hmm. no way it's not high enough. So this guy is finally gotten over this knee injury. Like he's mm-hmm. finally gotten over it. the past two games. He's averaging 24 points with Trey out. 24. 24 points where they were setting before before that game uh four they were setting his points line at like nine and a half points and it's and now he's averaging 24 so even if trey does come back he's always been kind of like that secondary scorer that guy that they look to to get going um to take some of the pressure off of trey so i really like it when trey comes back a little hobbled and he gets the opportunity, he gets a little bit less of that attention and a more chance to knock down some of those threes. Uh, he's got six and seven threes in the past two games. I love Bogdan Bombanovich's points prop. Uh, I love his threes prop. I think that he has another big game. He's he's always been a guy that's shown up at home. He loves to get around the home crowd, get amped up around the home crowd, hype them up and them hype up himself and his game. So I think that they're uh, – I don't think the Hawks go home in game six. So I think he has a big game and he contributes them to uh, forcing a game seven. Yeah, he looked great last night, 28 points. And he's got to be a bit hyped even because the initial odds for the Olympics basketball came out and Serbia is in uh, third, is the third favorite to win it all. I mean, obviously we all know that USA is going to win it, but it, despite- playing for a second. Uh, it's okay, I'm playing for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite uh, Joker already saying he's not going to play, Bogdan is going to be the man for Serbia, and they're already talking about his team. So, yeah, looking good. I do think he's coming back. So, I, I, I mean, I, I think he is back from his injury is what I mean to say. And despite if Trey plays or not, uh, I think both have a potential to really help him get over that points prop. Uh, all right, John, what do you got? All right, last one here. Um, I want to go back to the well with, uh, a bet you actually made yesterday. I think you said you had Drew Holiday under 10 and a half assists. Am I correct on that? Drew yes, Holiday. And he ended up having 13. 13. Absolutely. So Drew Holiday had 13 last night in a kind of a pivotal game to kind of go up 3-2. And great for him to do that without Giannis, but I'm going to go <laughs> under 10.5. My angle here is twofold. First, Drew hasn't had a back-to-back double assist game since Game two, game three of round one against Miami Heat. Um, that was back in May. We're in July. Um, 13 playoff games later, he still hasn't had the back-to-back uh, double-digit assist. And if you look at his regular season, going going the span of 72 games, he's had back-to-back assists happen twice. And there was a 19-game gap between that. So I want to go back to the wall. Second, when it comes to Drew getting assists, it comes from getting those easy assists Dishing it to Giannis, Giannis doing all the hard work. Without Giannis, he has to get a little creative. Um, having had that 13 assist last night, I'm going to go under, especially going on the road to Atlanta. I can see him eclipsing that 10.5 projected rebound. We don't know what it is, but I want to go under uh, on his I hear, assist. I hear the reasoning. I totally get it, but I am going to stay away because I felt burned <laughs> last night watching that game. I think he had eight or nine in the first half I had I'm sitting at the ten and a half I'm like what the hell I so I I hear what you're saying but you're right I mean that is what that is what a true sharp does right you fade what just happened in in the previous game so okay uh Chris Middleton I'm sorry Drew Holiday under ten and a half rebounds uh Terrell you got anything else 
Um, no, I don't think I do. I guess I would, if I had to drop anything else, it might be a fade of Chris Middleton just because Pandemic K has uh, been on a tear this entire playoffs, you know, and he had a, a 50% shooting outing last night. And it's like, oh, where was this at, sir? Where was this at the whole playoffs that we needed you? You are 50, 40, 90 guy, and you're just now giving us a 50% shooting outing in I don't know how many games. So uh, if I had a long shot play, I would probably fade Chris Milton's points, whatever they were. I don't think that um, he puts up another good shooting outing like that, especially on a road in a pivotal game six. And again, another game that I think I like the Hawks to win. Great, great. All right. Well, thank you so much. We don't have our Fridays parlays because there is no games tonight. And we have one game uh, this weekend, but uh, we will be back next week to talk more all about it. Where can fi uh, people find you guys? What do you want to plug? Uh, Charles, I'll start with you. Hey, so you can find me on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I got a whole bunch of content up there. Fantasy football is revving up. Got a few fantasy football articles, and then I got something special that's coming out uh, very soon. So I would, you know, stay tuned, see what I'm plugging in for that. But you can find me on Twitter at reallyreal underscore underscore. Absolutely. All right. John, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, NikeMVic7. You can also find me on the Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel. Um, there, you know, basketball, tennis, Wimbledon is going on right now. So, Definitely, we were making some mad money there. So just check us out. Find me there. We are trying to make some dough. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we also, uh, John and I are pretty active in the Top Shop Slack channel as well. Despite there hasn't been a lot of chatter there lately, but uh, I'm sure when, uh, when we're in the off season, well, that'll be the only NBA stuff we have to talk about. So that might ramp back up. Absolutely. Top Shot it is. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, guys, so much. Uh, talk to you next week. All right. See you. All right. See you, guys. Ba -ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. Ba -ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. Yeah. Ba -ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it.